This is Match Week. You are joined by myself, Artie Amini. We discuss everything soccer from the highs and the lows in the sporting week to the news that is relevant to you. You see this? We're not online. We're not in the WMSC studio. Where are we? I want to know. Am I am I in a dungeon? Am I locked in a cave? No. I am very thankful to have Barty's Bar and Grill be sponsoring the podcast now uh, to let us host the podcast here, shoot in person, so that way it doesn't seem like a mechanical type interview of like X, Y, and Z. Whereas now I have people face to face with me. I look at them. We record. We talk, and we have a fun time. Uh, so today, who am I joined by? I'm joined by Granite Dervishi. Granite, let's say what's up. Hey guys, how are you? Great. Granite, now here's the thing. Why did I bring you on today? Could you explain? Because you're, you're my best friend. You're uh, my buddy. I, I was, I was going <laughs> to, that was like the time to like make you a credible type of <clears throat> interviewer. Yeah. <laughs> so Granite, why did I bring you on today? Well, you know, my uh, love for the sport, um, FC Barcelona is also, you know, my top team. Um, and I think we got uh, some important topics to hit today on it. For sure, for sure. Now, guys, today is the how to fix Barcelona, all right? We're going to figure out ways to reconstruct and fix the team with the struggle that it's in right now. Because we did this with Manchester United. You guys liked it. It was did really well. I've been testing out other types of theories and like and uh, and also like videos, and this is the one that's been hitting the most so far. So today, how to fix Barcelona? So where do we start? Uh, now, Grani, you're as a Barcelona fan. Tell me, what is the main goal of the team most of the time? Like, what do we expect from a Barcelona? Well, on a regular season, Barca fans um, expect the most, right? Uh, treble is the minimum that we would need. Um, obviously, we haven't gotten there since. Um, 2015 I believe it was um, but you know the treble is what we expect La Liga Copa del Rey and obviously the Champions League obviously that's been uh, that's changed over these last couple seasons and especially this season um, that's changed dramatically yeah so as of December 30th that they were recording where is Barcelona on the table um, I think they're 7th, 8th, 9th in the table. They're 7th in the league. This is unheard of for Barcelona. Usually it's like disgraceful if they're 3rd place. 100%. Last yeah. season was considered a failure, and I think we came in 3rd place. Yeah. Which to many uh, clubs, you know, that would be a success to them. Now here's the thing for current goals right now for expectations. We're thinking of what is the best way to do this for them. So... Is top four success right now? Is that what we see as success? I think top four we can definitely get. Um, obviously, there's um, you know you know th- you know with Xavi as a new manager, um, a lot of the players that are coming into the squad, um, we've we've had a little unluck with you know a lot of players testing positive for COVID nineteen, you know injuries and all that. Currently, we don't even have a full. Uh, uh, 11 um, mm-hmm. like we only have nine outfield players um, and then three of our goalies right um, for the first team so then you know we're, we're gonna have to rely heavily on our Barca B squad and you know the younger uh, boys 
Um, but I think top four could be realistically um, a possibility. But um, I think we would have to also look into the chances of, you know, possibly looking to win the Europa League to just make the Champions League next season. Yeah, for sure. Because that's the thing that was being explored now, right? Because usually Barcelona, again, like unexpected, they make it to the round of 16 every time for the Champions League. Like if you're going to any sports book and you're making a bet, you're betting on Barcelona making it to the round of 16 10 times out of 10. Yeah, I mean, um, to be frank, even with, you know, Messi leaving the squad and all of that, I didn't think we weren't going to advance the group stages. Mm-hmm. I knew we were going to get second, and, you know, I expected heavier losses against Bayern. I think 3-0 was light. You know, we've lost 8-2 to them before, 7-0 on aggregate to them before with much better teams, right? Um, and then with this squad, we only lost 3-0 on both legs in the group stages. So I, I think that that was a good um, win for us. Um, I didn't expect a 3-0 defeat against Benfica. And then... Um, you know, but that's where we're currently stand at. We, you know, we got third place. Um, Europa League, you know, I, as much as I wish to say that, you know, I think we, we're going to win it. There's still good teams out there. And the way we're playing, it's not guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, so how would you val- value the Europa League? Because as a United fan, you know, we had a couple stints in the Europa League. We won it at one time. We choked in the final last season, if I'm mistaken. And, you know, it is a bit of a hey, it's European competition. At least we have something. Let's strive for something. It's good for the mentality. But when it comes down to it as like a Barca fan, because this is uncharted waters, right? Is Would the Europa League mean something to you this season? Because what do you think is more possible? Barca winning the Europa League or Barca getting top four? Um, I think uh, realistically, Barca winning, I mean, getting top four. Because that, you know, Europa League, especially when you get into the... Uh, you know elimination stages just same as champions league it's all a lot of times it's all about form right um so it, it a lot of you know doesn't matter if you're the better team on paper it's who's ever in form at the time and you you'd only get so many chances whereas the league i think we can consist consi- consistently be better um than at least some of the other teams maybe not get first or second as i think real and atletico are likely going to duel for that uh, those two spots, but at least at fourth. So for Barcelona, because the thing is, is that if you guys get no European football, if you guys don't get top four for La Liga, there's a lot of money lost there, right? And we know that the finances have been the biggest issue for Barcelona because of how poorly they've been ran. So here's the thing. If Barcelona did not have these financial issues, do you think they'd be going through this rut? Because personally, from what I've seen for the team... I don't think it's only been the money that's been the problem. I think the whole structure has been the problem. I agree. I, I, I know. I think the financial uh, burden that the club has been facing um, is uh, plays only a part. I think the players that we've been signing over the years just aren't the fit, right? I feel like we've left the Johan Cruyff uh, Barca philosophy and went to like the Real Madrid Galacticos and just buy like heavy stars, um, right? We sold Neymar for a record. Uh, transfer and I think we only bought two players with that, right? Yeah, that you spent it on Coutinho and Dembele. That yeah, was it. yeah, exactly. So like, I feel like we've lo- walked away from La Masaya, um, and that that you know that La Masaya brought us the Messi, the Xavi, Iniesta, Puyol, Busquets, and you know the rest of the golden era. Yeah, for sure. So now 
going into the Barca team, right? Because obviously we talk about the finances, it goes into every single stage of this discussion. Whereas for other teams, we usually break it down piece by piece. So for Barca, let's talk about this. So first step is going to be best lineup right now. Because we know traditional Barca, they play a 4-3-3. Yeah. So in that 4-3-3, here's who I have down as the best players to start. Uh, so for goalkeeper, Ter Stegen, obviously, right? Even though 100%. even though he's been in a, in a rut lately, I think that's because as a lot of top goalkeepers besides your Edisons or Allisons, a lot of them will forget the basics and only focus on the extraordinary, right? Same thing happened with De Gea, but now he's somewhat back this season. Um, we see this with the Neuer. Neuer, he went from, you know, guaranteed best keeper in the world to a two-season, like, break of, like, figuring himself out again through injuries and stuff. And then we also saw this through a Jan Oblak who had a very small blip. I would say even, like, a four-month blip. Yeah. So then I, I'd see Ter Stegen as the goalkeeper. Would you agree? I agree 100%. I mean, obviously, you know, there's been a lot of, like, bash against him. But also, like, you know, and this hasn't been recent, but Barca's always had trouble with their defense. Mm-hmm. And they've never really, like, properly invested into it. Um, so, like, you know, goalies have a fall up to a certain point. But if you're getting shots at um, 20 times, you know, he can't save all 20 shots, right? Um, so, I think I think he's our best pick. You know, he knows our philosophy. He's played with the team for years now, and he's still relatively young. So, I think, you know, I, I like to put faith in Ter Stegen as well. Yeah, for sure. And then now when we go on to the defense, right? Defense. You have Jordi Alba, Lenglet. Orario, who I thought was a good purchase, and Serging Dest. Now, out of that defense, how many of these guys are injured? Tell me. Um, to my knowledge, I think I mean Alba. I think just recently tested positive COVID. Yeah. Um, Sergi Dest. Um, I don't think he's injured. I think he's coming back from injury. Um, Arayo, Um, he he's been a star. He's relatively young. I agree. Great talent. Um. You know he's he's scored a lot of our goals um, recently, too, right? So that's great. He's tall, um, and Langlet. I mean, he's had his own troubles. Um, I mean, you don't you don't see PK in that lineup. Um, I I think uh, a star there is Eric uh, Garcia, very young uh, center back. Um, possibly you know him and Ariario um, team up down the road. Um, remember the goal here is not. Uh, invest in like superstars it's mm-hmm. to grow home grow our own talent and go back to well, the here's the thing like Eric Garcia he was a Barcelona graduate if I'm not mistaken yep. and then he got sold to City and now City's loaning him back out which seems to be a common theme with Barcelona they let a lot of their academy guys go and then now they're trying to get them back because they've seen a mistake with letting them go yeah I mean I think it goes back to what I said earlier where we have to kind of like you know uh, invest, reinvest back into La Messiah, and maybe some of these players can't make it to the first team. Then you know, loaning them out to Manchester City or like to another big uh, football club is the better idea, where they can get playing time. Yeah, but where the, they can develop. the issue we see though is that it's supposed to be a loan. That's what they should be doing is the best option. But then again, we see them constantly just not loaning; they're just selling. They're it's because they're so desperate for money. Instead of loaning it out and asking for a loan fee. They keep selling their players consistently. Yeah, in a real world, in like a real, in the perfect world, we should be loaning them out, right? Yeah. But like with just the financial burden that we have, um, and that we currently still have, right? Like, we're still not out of the water with it, right? With the, uh, our finances and all of that stuff. 
Um, so like we're gonna have to you know pick at you know sell at whoever we can, um, and it's gonna be a detriment to La Masaya for the next probably couple of years, um, where we have to sell some of our uh, young players. Whereas you know in a, a good world, we, you know if they can't if they're not ready for that first team uh, promotion, then you know we loan them out to another big football club, let them develop, get experience, exposure there, and then bring them back when they're ready. I mean. Fabregas is a great example. Granted, we didn't loan him out. He, he was a La Masaya graduate. He went. Uh, he played at Arsenal, uh, Chelsea, big clubs. You know, won very important titles. Came back to Barcelona. You know, didn't do as well as he should have. But I mean, that's also Barca's fault too. I think because he's how he's played, right? Because yeah. if you play in a midfield with Xavi and Iniesta, you're playing in front of them. You're not playing behind them. Correct. Like you have to play as like a cam somehow even though that's nothing of what Fabregas is right and that's where he sort of struggled but still yep. played the role at the, to the best of his ability right exactly. you yeah. wouldn't want anyone else being there realistically correct and I know he would uh, he would be subbed in when Messi was going through his uh, injuries around that time so he would be playing in Messi's position um, and that's just not who Fabregas is right mm-hmm. and I don't th- I mean it's not on him he's a fantastic player I just think we mismanaged him just like we've mismanaged many players, even current players on the squad too. So, yeah, for sure. Um, now going, now here's the going to the midfield, right? So Frankie De Jong guaranteed, Amazing. in my opinion. Uh, Great talent. Pedri guaranteed. Young star. Now Young I, star. I I put Puig on my list, right? But I I was torn between him and Gavi, and I didn't know who was going to be staying at the club longer. Because I think Gavi's the better player, but I think Barca might want to try and sell him just because of the financial disarray they're in. Yeah. But I do think Gavi, for even though he's younger than Puig and a better player overall, I don't know if Barca can afford to keep him. And they're saying the same thing about Frankie de Jong. Yeah, I mean, Frankie de Jong, uh, love the player. Great uh, talent, great asset to the club, great transfer, to be honest. One of Barca's uh, few good transfers over these years. Um, Pedri, he just won, I think, Young Footballer of the Year. He played, if I'm not mistaken, he played 75 games in the past yeah. calendar year. And and he's just, like, hungry to play for more, like, right? He, he, can't, he comes back short from vacation, wants to be available to the squad. He's a great talent. I think we should be more careful of how we manage him. Um, like, we didn't want any of our players to be burnt out, especially at that age. Um, granted... He's still far from being burnt out. Um, footballers nowadays play tons of games, ridiculous amounts of games, especially if you're at a top football team. You're playing friendlies in you know Asia or coming to North America and all of these friendlies over the summer. You have your national team commitments and all of that. And then obviously you're, you're fighting for all the trophies in Europe. Um, so there's always going to be matches there. Um, Pedri is great. Uh, Gavi, very impressive. Um, I... I I prefer him over Puig right now only because of his stints when he's played against Bayern recently. Mm-hmm. Great player. Um, I hope we don't um, sell him. Uh, I think a great, I guess, a midfield trinity down the road would be Pedri, uh, Gavi, and then Nico Gonzalez playing as the CDM. Yeah. He's, he's currently in our Barca B squad. He's been called up a few games, but he's not fully on the first team. And I think I think you know that that could be the not that I don't want to dub it the next Xavi Iniesta Busquets, but I think you know that that, that Trinity of midfield 
can grow into something. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I hear you on that, and I don't think there's a disagreement there. Um, the midfield is tough to always talk about because of the expectations that were left from certain players that they've had. And it's always tough to replace something that's considered like a gem, right? The the jewel in the king's crown. It's yeah. always going to be tough to find that replacement. So I think Barcelona's midfield, if everyone's healthy, um, I do think that it still needs some work. I think it is missing one player. Um, now going into the attack, right? So when it, I don't think your, your whole entire attack has been healthy. Uh, Sergio Aguero just retired because yeah. of heart heart arrhythmia if I'm not mistaken it was yeah. a heart issue and he was supposed to be considered like the guy to help out while Messi was gone right yep. and then now those goals. he's no longer an option you have Memphis Depay operating on his own so usually your best front three right now should be a Depay Fati and Dembele Dembele last season I think was his best season for Barcelona in a long time he was doing really well but then again it's always his injury issues with him he's always injured he's never healthy enough for the team and then we have Fati, who's... It's his first couple of injuries he's picked up. Yeah. So I would be a little bit worried, but he is still young, so I do have faith. He is a Barcelona Youth Academy graduate, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And then Memphis Depay, you know, phenomenal player. Came from Lyon before Lyon United. Before United, he came from PSV, if I'm not mistaken. He was definitely in the area division. I know that for a fact. And at United, I knew he was a talent, but it was sad for him to see him leave. At Lyon, he showed the world why he should have been the starter at United. And then now at Barcelona, he is sort of like the best player there for them, right? Because you really only have him and De Jong really carrying any type of creativity or attack in that team. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, you know, Aguero was supposed to be there to cover those goals, um, bring that experience that he gained over his career, um, you know, and you know, cover those holes that, or try to cover those holes that Messi left. Um, and and that's unfortunate the way his retirement went out. Um, but obviously, you know, we all wish him best of luck in his career. Here's my question, though, right? You brought in a Sergio Aguero, like 33 years old. He's a good player, but you had that player in Luis Suarez. So why would you let Luis Suarez go to Letico, where yep. he absolutely went mental? And I think, wait, he was top scorer, top yep. goal scorer last season. The yeah? season, the season after we let him go. He was a top goal scorer and led Atletico to the La, to La Liga. Yeah, so it's you had that already yep. in your team. So I was just confused of why Barcelona decided that would be a good idea. Someone who's already been in the Barca ranks, Barca ranks, uh, friendly with everybody, knows the whole team. So what? Like, where was? Where do you think the thinking was there? Um, I don't think there was much. Um, <laughs> it goes back to mismanagement by the board, right? Yeah. Um, I think I think the Suarez uh, transfer was just you know it wasn't a, a smart play. Um, sure, if Suarez had his dips um, in the last like probably couple games as a Barca player, but I mean like that just uh, that just regular in a player. Um, you know he he obviously shows and continuously shows now in this season that he's still a threat. He could still score goals. Um, he scored against us um, when Atletico beat us, right? Um, and you know his famous uh, you know call signal um, to to signal to you know how he was let go by Barca's then coach Coleman, um, you know kind of significant uh, uh, you know kind of um, enlightens um, 
kind of puts a light on Barca's just like recent history of just like terrible trades in the past like you know 10 years ago the worst trade in Barca was probably Ibrahimovic trade right a great player I love yeah, Ibra the right the fact that you guys had let him go for I mean at the time it was either him or Leo Messi right yeah. and obviously we know yeah but it's just the whole way that trade happened and all that that was still like one of the worst trades right and now it's like every season there's it just tops it and mm-hmm. uh, and it's just mismanagement I, I think that was that's a reason why we let Suarez go and I th- correct me if I'm wrong I think it was for free too yeah, like I don't even think we sold him for any transfer fee or anything I, which makes it even worse that's the thing I think it was a pre-contract agreement or if it was a loan of some sort either way there was some tomfoolery about where it shouldn't have ever happened yeah. it really and, and then I think the Aguero trade was to bring him in to cover the Suarez, right? I think people probably realize, okay, we shouldn't have let uh, Suarez go, so let's bring another top striker. Um, and then the, there was hopes that, hey, we're going to still sign Lionel Messi, right? And then you'll have Aguero and Messi together. You know, they play on the national team, you know, um, so they have that connection. Aguero has, you know, great experience, so he can help the Anzu Fatis, and, you know, you, you, you always need some older uh, generation players to like lead uh, the new generation, I think that's a huge reason why we signed Danny Alves. Right, mm-hmm. he's um he's like in his mid thirties, I believe. Um, you know, he's done everything that he could. I think he's the most uh, awarded player. He's won the most titles in the in the sport. Um, and I think his goal is to kind of be the leadership or help the leadership in the locker room and to help the young talent um, develop. So I think that that was also a play there. For Aguero, um, it just, uh, you know, this past summer with the Messi fallout and then, you know, how Aguero's transaction kind of worked out with, you know, him retiring and just kind of nothing went our way. Yeah, for sure. Now, to move on to a topic that involves a team, right? So the only the only way this starting 11 can do well is if the manager's there with them, right? So you got rid of Komen, Komen out. Yep. He wasn't really the best option, but... Xavi, I'm still have a little bit of my reserves on. Um, Same here. I mean, don't get me wrong, phenomenal player, one of the Amazing. best midfielders to ever play. Agree. Him and Iniesta, best duo. But where do we see, like, what is his expectations, right? What do we expect from Xavi? Do, so, do we expect him to get all these titles for you guys as a manager, or do we expect him to do something different? Yeah, I. so um, when there was initially rumors that Xavi will uh, – you know, take over. I was a kind of a little reserved. Like, sure, you know, one of the best players in the world in history. You know, played his job brilliantly, especially alongside Iniesta and Busquets, that holy tr- trinity of midfield. Um, a very smart and talented player. It's just I was reserved only because Barca is in, is in a, such a dire situation right now that we need an experienced coach to kind of pull us out of it. Um, and like Chavi doesn't have that experience yet at that high level but what I think so that was a con for me that where I was like kind of like maybe not Chavi's the best you know right now down the road sure but probably not now what I think now though uh, a pro of having him on is he brings that Ewing Cruyff mentality back he brings that passion to be a Barca player a Barca fan back he brings that uh, La Masaya investment back, right? He brings that trust in younger players back. So, like, he brings a lot of this back. And I think that's the expectation. I don't think any sensible Barca fan has any intention of uh, actually competing against, 
the Bayern Munichs or the, the PSGs, the Chelsea's, um, Manchester United right now. We just don't have that capabilities. I think what right now is these next couple of seasons is to just come back, um, invest in our uh, young talent, which it's going that way, right? We have a lot of uh, young 20-year-olds that are in the starting 11, even against the likes of Bayern Munich. Um, so I think, you know, that's the goal for these next couple of seasons. It's not trophies. It's can we develop our young players and can we bring in some um, older players to help them mature into the players that we think they can be. Yeah, for sure. So when we see in a Barcelona, right, it's the two expectations for Xavi. We just sort of stabilize the team, bring everything back, you know, fix it up, and then also bring the Barca way back. That's sort yep. of what we want the most out of it. So, guys, real quick, we're going to take a break to hear a word from our sponsor. Can anyone take a random guess where our sponsors be? Hmm, that's a good one. Hmm, uh, you guys got to wait and see and find out. Hello, guys. How are we doing today? I'm sorry. I know I had to stop the podcast and give you guys an ad read. Ugh, already stop it. Look, I have something very important to tell you about, okay? We are sponsored by ITA Sports. Yes, that's right, ITA Sports. Now, you guys are wondering, what's an ITA Sports? What do they offer for you? Well, they're a local business uh, based out of Booton, New Jersey, where they're on Booton Main Street, if you guys even want to check them out. And what they are is a place where you can either get some cool, uh, different apparel than your like average Adidas or Nike, Under Armour, Puma, that jazz. And they go more with like the Areas, the Yomas, the Hummel. And how can we forget the Umbro? Guys, they have way more to offer than I can even list off. All you have to do is go to itasportshop.com. That's itasportshop.com. I-T-A-S-P-O-R-T-S-H-O-P.com. And if you're a team or a business, local business, any team, they actually do wholesale apparel orders for you. As you can see on screen if you're viewing, but if you're listening, I'll describe it even better. They make apparel that is best and fitting for you, that is comfortable, and even so, sometimes the price is better than what you'll get from actually trying to get an Adidas or a Nike or anyone else. And all you have to do is just go to itasportshop.com. And now, guys, hey, you know what? In the future, they might have some promos or some more stuff for us to give away and work with. But we have to see how we do this episode for the ad. So please, go check it out. Go see it because they have really cool stuff to offer. I'll see you guys later. Bye. And we're back from our break, you know. Uh, he had to go to the bathroom. I had to get a little drink, you know. I have my water, but, you know, I was craving something a little bit different. I usually don't drink soda, but, you know, I was Shout craving it for once. Bar and Grill, our I know, Super right? Bowl spot. I, I, our Super Bowl spot. Every Super Bowl, we always come here. Well, I mean, besides last year, you wanted to watch it at your house, so you're a homeowner you were, now. You were at my house. You were I know. Yeah, yeah, I was at your house. Yes. You invited me because so. you're a homeowner. We need to be at your house to watch that, it. That was not how it was yep, supposed yep, to come out. Yep, yep, yep. He wanted to brag about the fact that he has a home. In this no. housing market, so he had, so he had. No Next Super Bowl will be here again. Yeah, we better be. Um, so then now, guys, Barty's Bar and Grill, great spot. Got a drink. Friday, Saturday nights they usually have bands playing. So I mean, I don't know about this weekend because it's New Year's Eve. So don't know what's happening, but usually that's the case. So now back to the episode. We've gone from goals to manager expectations to the best XI. Now let's go into. Players to sell. Now I have a list. Oh boy, the list is probably humongous. Uh, the whole team sell. Whole them. Teams. Bye. Get rid of. Get rid of everybody. Every single person. No, 
So uh, right now, here's what I have up, right? So I have Samuel Umtiti, Luke De Jong, Philippe Coutinho, Antoine Griezmann, Francisco Trincao, and Sergio Roberto. So now, Umtiti, wages are too high. He's ridiculous. I don't think Barca should have kept him anymore. But if any teams buy buys him, I mean, good for Barca. They did something right for once. Luke De Jong, I think you guys put him out on loan for January because um, he obviously was not getting minutes. He's definitely not good enough to play for that club. No reason. I don't understand that signing at all. <laughs> Get him out of there. Uh, Coutinho, his wages are crazy, but also Barca's never going to use him right. He performs everywhere else but Barcelona, so just get him out of there. Uh, Griezmann, his wages are too high. He's on loan in Atletico right now. Just get him out. Disaster. Trincao, I think he's a good player for Barca, but uh, you guys need the money, and I think Wolves will buy him off you if they can. And then we also have Pjanic on loan at Benchiktas. I think he's never been a bad player for Barcelona, but it's just time to get rid of him. Just get him out. And then you also have uh, Sergio Roberto. I've never liked him. I don't think he's a good player. Never belonged to the Barca team. Just get him out. Yeah, I guess, um, I mean, the list, yeah, it's big, um, which is not surprising at all. Um, uh, Samuel Umtiti, I think he had a good first season or two. And then um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was injuries or whatnot. Um, he kind of just fell off. Um, and for the playing time he gets, his wages are just way too high. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for the you know where we currently are with our finances, I think shipping him off somewhere for any transfer fee amount um, would be a win at this point. I know Newcastle was in the business of getting him, but you know they they have the money, but why would they splurge on him when I'm sure they probably have better options out there right now? Um, Philip Coutinho, great player, um, love the. The player as a whole, um, Liverpool was amazing. No surprise that when we loaned him out to Bayern, did really really good. Um, I think we're just using him wrong. Um, again, his wages are just too 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 high. I wish we we give him more playing time to prove himself in his position. Um, I just don't see that happening. So you know, eventually, I think I think we've kind of hurt his career in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you know if we can sell him, it would it would be good for both parties. Um, who was that? A Griezmann. Oh, that was just that. That's an eighty million dollar, eighty million he's euro. A, he's loan a phenomenal. He's a phenomenal player, but I don't think he's a hundred and twenty million pl- like plus player, right? I don't think Agreed. he's on that level. Well, so before you know, last season and seasons before, he was the second most highest paid player behind Messi, right? And him and Messi were like probably like two hundred pound, uh, two hundred euros, two hundred thousand euros uh, difference mm-hmm. per week. Which yeah, to us it's, that's a ton of money. But you know the caliber of Messi versus Griezmann. Once again, Griezmann is a great player, but his just wages were too high. Um, buying him for one hundred and twenty, and now I think uh, Atletico at the end of the year, currently he's on loan. But I think at the end of the year, Atletico has to pay us forty million. So that's an eighty million dollar loss. Yeah. Um, and we're, I, I believe we still pay his wages too. So that's on top of the amount that we've paid for him. Um, who else was on that list? Sergio Roberto. Um, I think he he just doesn't have a spot right now. Like I just don't know where I would put him. Right? Would you put him in the midfield? But where, even if you put him in the midfield, he wouldn't start over Frankie Dion. And I'd rather entrust the future of the team and the midfield to like Agavi or Pedri. Right? Um, 
you know, he's not going to be playing the CDM role like Busquets or, you know, who I want, Nico Gonzalez from the Barca B team to be promoted eventually. Um, Trincao, I mean, we can get between 20 to 30. I think it's like 27 million euros or something like that that Wolves would owe us if, if you know, they have the option to buy him. Um, but I know that Dembele, I mean, Sport Magazine just released uh, – something out to an article today saying that Dembele signed with Juve I don't know how true those rumors are yeah uh, this Dembele here's the issue Dembele you paid way too much from him yep. off of Dortmund agree and even you're saying if I he don't was think healthy, we got the full if Dembele was healthy it's a different story of how exactly this would go right we wouldn't be sitting here talking about him being a waste of space if he was always healthy I think it'd be a way, way different story of whether or not to get rid of him and the price you can ask for him. Because right now with Barca, with contract renewals, he's asking for like Boulogne Dior type wages. Yeah. And when you look at a player like him, you're just thinking, why? explain to me why you think you deserve that. Yeah, I mean, he's just been very injury prone these since we've signed him, right? Um, he has a great talent. He's a great talent as, as a whole, actually. Um, he has an even brighter future. It's just a matter of, like, he wants to get paid right now for something that he might do down the road, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to your point, you know, he's asking for Blondor uh, wages, and he's not there yet. Mm-hmm. He definitely has the potential. Um, and, you know, sometimes watching him, it, for me personally, it's frustrating. Um, but he's a great asset to the front line. Yeah. He's super fast. Um, and, you know, he cares, right? But I, I, so I don't know how that'll play out, right? You know, sometimes you'll hear, especially during every transfer window, like you're close to signing, you're not close to signing, right? And especially with the Messi issue, right? Last day, you know, our president publicly came out and said, yeah, you know, Messi's a done deal. And then like literally a few hours later, not possible, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's very hard, at least for us Barca fans, so, um, trust everything that comes out so like even if say they say talks with Dembele is going well you don't you never know um and I'm sure other clubs like Juve who's been hurting since Ronaldo has left you know would want a great talent too that's the thing right um Barca what worries me is that I have these list of players right I think this is the best players that will command a fee that they can get some money off of yeah but sadly I think they're gonna have to lose in a, a vital part to the team Someone like a Frankie de Jong, I think you might lose him because no one, I don't think anyone else is going to buy these players. Well, it, well, that's the thing is like, if I was Frankie de Jong, right, obviously you're thinking about your own career, right? And if we don't make Champions League next season, what does that mean for his career? And then what happens if we don't make Champions League the next two seasons, right? As you were saying, um, I lost my train of thought. Um, oh yeah, Frank De Jong, right? So, what would you do if you have all these top uh, big football clubs coming after you um, that are fighting for the Champions League, right? And are likely going to be able to either match or overpay, or not overpay, but pay you more um, for chances of winning, you know, top titles, trebles, you know, in different leagues or even in La Liga too, right? Like, you know. The clubs, you know, Barca has to be careful of the clubs that are likely going to come and poach our players or the players that we want to keep and hold on to for a while 
and um, not only just worry about the players that we should be looking to sell, but, you know, like the Frankie Deongs and, you know, the Anzu Fatis or you're not saying that, you know, they leave for any reason now, but, you know, that's always a possibility, like, if, if we don't perform in, in due time, right? That's the thing, because, like I said, that's the only concern we see out of this Barca team, right? It's the fear of not having actual sellable assets to make the money back and that you're going to have to let go one of your best players, which is the biggest worry. And like I said, in every topic we talk about for Barca, it's this biggest worry about finances because we don't know if they have enough money. Now, going into finances and enough money, we have to talk about players to buy, right? And when we look at the players to buy for Barcelona, just real quick, I want to just explain the two possibilities. So right now I have a list of players to buy that if you have money to buy, but they're players that aren't 50 million plus, like they're from the 10 to 20 million price range. And then also like free transfers of players who, you know, like they don't have any transfers coming through. Yeah. Um, they are not extending their contracts. It's more so these players that are up for a pre-contract agreement in January or you can sign on a free in, uh, su- in the summer. In right? summertime, yep. So to go over players with money. My first note is not Ferran Torres. If Barcelona buys Ferran Torres, they're just digging themselves. I know, but they're digging themselves in such a huge hole because they're not desperate for an attacker like him, in my personal opinion. They're not. That's not their biggest concern right now. And spending $55 million for him, for what reason? Where, where are you guys getting the money from anyways to get him? Well, that's the million-dollar question, right? Right now... That's a $55 million yeah. question. Yeah, uh, I see what you did there. Um, Ferran Torres can't be registered, right? Like, this is the issue right now that Barca is facing with, with even free transfers, right? The reason we are able to register Danny Alves is because Aguero left. Yeah. Our wage... Um, well, also because, here's the thing, for, I know for La Liga teams, they're only allowed X amount of yep. South American players. So, Aguero had filled that one spot that was lost by Messi, and then now that Aguero's gone, Danny Alves is able to come in. Yeah, and right now, Ferran Torres, until, unless we ship out and sell some other players, we can't register him yeah. as a player, right? Um, and that's only because, you know, our wage uh, costs are just ridiculously high. Um, we were in the same situation back in uh, uh, August. Um, we signed Aguero, but Aguero wasn't actually registered until probably a few weeks or months, uh, a month after, right? Uh, and we didn't mind. We didn't rush to register him because he was injured. So we didn't need him right away. But Ferran Torres, I would assume you want right away ASAP. I know Xavi really likes him. Um, he's a young talent. Um, a Barcelona Youth Academy graduate. You guys sold. Yep. And now we're buying back for more money. So. It, yeah, I mean, it goes back to Barca's just bad management, right? It, yeah. I mean, there's always, you know, throughout this podcast, we've just, uh, we've had like similar traits uh, on a lot of different topics, right? It's bad management has led to the bad financial uh, situation that we're in, which leads to just bad football on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Ferran Torres, I mean, right now, and not only him, but any other new players, whether we buy him or the free transfers that you're about to mention, um, we would have to make space on our wage uh, uh, table for them, right? Yeah. Uh, before we can even register them under La Liga's financial fair play. And whether... Barca fans or anyone want to admit it, you know, it's Barca's own fault. I, I know when the whole Messi issue came out, um, Barca's president and everyone else tried to put the blame on um, La Liga and whatever, but at the end of the day, it's just not this current Barca's board, but the previous boards 
just bad mismanagement over the years. We didn't get over here overnight. Um, so it was just bad mismanagement on our end. Um, and we, you know, it's just time to, instead of like point fingers, it's just time to start rebuilding back the team. Yeah, for sure. So here's my list for if you have money and you didn't waste it on Ferran Torres. So for defense, I think there's three good options to bring in. Uh, for a left back, because you're going to need a Jordi Alba replacement, I think Chao Henrique from um, AS Monaco. I think he's a solid player. He does he, he does what Jordi Alba does, but he's younger. He doesn't have the blistering pace of Jordi Alba, right? I think that's one of his biggest traits that with how fast he was able to move. Yeah, I agree. But he does he does have some speed, and he is able to adjust the game well, which I do appreciate. His football knowledge, his football IQ is high, as you can see in games that he plays. And then I I was I was thinking between either Lucas Verissimo or Mark Gahey, but if you go Verissimo, you're gonna need to free up space for the South American limit. But Mark Gahey, if you can get him off of Crystal Palace, I I don't think he's more than twenty million personally. I think Palace would love to have twenty million in the bank easy, and I don't think his wages would be expensive either. Probably eighty k, ninety k, you could offer him. I think he would take it. Which, that's his thing. Barcelona does not... They, they don't know how to structure wages. They're just used to having to convince players with with a lot of money, which is sad to see for a club like Barca, right? It's just the selling point should be, hey, we're Barcelona, right? It's which is what a lot of teams do. So I, I see Mark Gahey as a phenomenal option. As we talked in last week's episode when discussing Crystal Palace and predicting where they can be, their two shining stars is Conor Gallagher and Mark Gahey, and I think Mark Gahey would be a great option for Barcelona to pick up. No, and I agree. Um, the issue with Barca, and, and this has been more than just these last couple seasons, has always been not buying defenders, right? Like, we've always been strengthening the midfield and mo- mostly the attack. Fran Torres, right? You know, that's, you know, a signing there, but that's an attacker signing, right? Whereas our defense, you know, um, what happens when we get more injuries, right? That's always a possibility, like, you know. Um, so, you know, whether, you know, those players that you mentioned are great, solid players, um, and I wouldn't mind any of those players. It's just a matter of we've never had that philosophy of, you know, let's buy, the, you know, let's strengthen our defense more, mm-hmm. right? And then what happens is we're not playing, we don't have a solid uh, goalie defense mid and attack. We, we're basically trying to just outscore you. Yeah. At that point. And it worked then because we had the likes of Messi. Right? Suarez and Suarez Neymar. and Neymar, right? The legendary MSN. And then you had a solid um, midfield to control the ball and all of that and the possession, right? So it wasn't that big of an issue. But now when the goals have to be dispersed evenly amongst everyone, um, the midfield is still relatively young. I mean, you have Frankie de Jong trying to take lead. You have a Busquets who's getting up there with age, right? Um the midfield can be easily uh, overran, as you saw against Bayern Munich, right? Yeah. Um, so then that's where we need a solid defense. And unfortunately, we don't have that yet. And then that's where everyone starts putting the blame on Ter Stegen. For sure. And then money-wise, with with money, getting a midfielder, I only had one option for you guys. A guy out of Marseille, uh, Bubakar Kamara, who I see as a solid CDM option, who I think fits the Barca DNA, right? of that CDM who has really great deep ball progression numbers, can move with his feet, like pass the ball easily, but can defend well. I think he's one of the good options. And then we have 
for the attack. If here's who I think is better uh, than attack Ferran as Torres. in like see Cam or like attack as a no, striker no, winger. Striker wingers. Gotcha, I, gotcha. I don't think you need more midfielders because yeah. you have between Gavi. Uh, Frankie De Jong, and then also uh, we got Pedri, Puyig. Yeah, exactly. So between those options, I think you're fine in the midfield with attacking as well. So I'm not worried about that. For for striker slash winger, I put either Giovanni Simeone, who I believe to be a great option. He's he's absolutely killing it in the city out right now. So I don't see, and he is also South American, so that would be a bit of a worry. But he's also someone that I believe would help alleviate a lot of the uh, stress that Depay is going through with having to get all the goals, you know? Yeah. And then the other option, if you don't want him, my baby boy, Anthony Martial. Uh, Look, I know he's not starting for Manchester United, but Manchester United has a whole bunch of problems on their own, which we can see with also the likes of Ronaldo, Greenwood, you name it. There's problems. But Anthony Martial, if you put him in the right setup, which I think Barcelona is the perfect setup for him, you will get the greatest performances out of him, and you'll see a phenomenal player, without a doubt. Would you agree? I mean, he's a great player. I mean, he's done really well at uh, Manchester United, but where would you put him, right? Like, would you give him that well, Anzu well, Fati role? Well, that's the thing, right? Because he's so versatile, in my opinion, because if you want to play with two strikers, you could put him and Depay up top, and then you have everyone else work around him, right? You, you have enough midfielders to do it. Yeah. Or if you want someone who's an all-out just winger, you could put him out left and you'll be fine, you know? So I don't see any issues there. And uh, there's just he's, he has a, he's really versatile, and I don't think there's going to be an issue with trying to find a spot for him. Yeah, I think right now what we also need up top as a striker is uh, number nine. Mm-hmm. Like Depay, I don't think is that. Just your Suarez, number nine kind no, of guy. Because Depay, he's... He's very good at working with somebody, right? Cause I agree. At Lyon, he had a Moussa Dembele, or when he first arrived, I think he was with Lacazette for like half a season, maybe. So you see that he thrives well with having someone to work off of, but he can't solely rely on one other person, you know? Yeah, exactly. And granted, Depay has done really well. Um, he's adjusted well with what he, whatever he's had, right? With the resources he's been given and the players. Um so you know, I'm not I'm not upset and you know disappointed in his performance. Um, I'm happy with how he's been adjusting and playing, and I think he's only just improving, um, as is most of the players on the team. Um, but I think what we're missing is that number not that traditional number nine, um, that just poaches the box and just waits, kind that's, of in that. But that's role. also why I gave you the option of either Giovanni Simeone, who is your out-and-out striker, yeah. or Ithi Martial, who's versatile and can be a phenomenal striker as well. Right. Yeah. So that's why those two options I felt were good with money. But real quick, before we go on into the free transfers, I need to do a quick pause because obviously we used up a lot of camera time with fixing some audio issues. So just give me one moment. Now, going on into free transfers, right? When we look at free transfers, 
I looked at everyone whose contract is expiring in the summer. And people who are struggling to get agreements for, you know, transfers and uh, for certain, you know, wages and what they want. So I thought there's a really big talent pool available right now for Barcelona. So why would they not go for some of these players? So here's what I have down. So for defense, I have Rudiger or Christensen because both of them are up for contract extensions and none of them have resigned yet. So you can sign them on a pre-contract in January, no problem. So either or, just depending on who do you think you can get for better wages, so your wages don't go crazy. And then Maserawi for someone who is a better, for right back option, because let's say you can't get that Chow Henrique I mentioned, someone who can play left back, you could just put Sergine Dest at left back, Yep. and you have Maserawi play at right back, right? Well, I mean, we also have a young talent, Carlos Munguiza. Um Yeah, I saw him, but I wasn't... I haven't seen enough of Barcelona play, yeah. so I couldn't say whether or not he was a good young option, right? I mean, he is an option there, which I think we can grow into. Um, he's not seasoned, so I agree in that aspect. Um, I think we rely heavily now on Jordi Alba as in terms of our fullbacks. Um, so uh, I think we definitely need to look into like a re- seasoned replacement. And like I said uh, earlier, Danny Alves, I think, was the signing there or the mindset there was to help uh, uh you know chavi with the uh, johan Cruyff philosophy grow those mm-hmm. uh, younger players um he has the experiences right he's gone through all everything he's done practically everything right um so i think that was the play behind danny alves i'd love to see rudiger come i don't see that possible right i think Chris- i think christensen is the better option for you guys right now because even if you get a Christensen, Christensen is one of the lowest paid players at Chelsea. He only gets 70 to 80K a week. If you're at Barca and you can somehow offer him 120 yeah. and he's happy and you get a phenomenal center back, I think that's golden for you guys. No worries there. It just, it just my thought here is, once again, you know, how many people can we attract now if we're out of the Champions League? Well, I mean, you Especially saw, if Chelsea you have, fights for it you on the season. Europa League. And I think Christensen... He's constantly either a number one or sits on the bench for no reason. So for him, if he's not going to get what he wants in wages and he's not going to feel like he's appreciated at the club, then I don't think he would mind spending a season at Barcelona helping them fix up their issues and then trying to get that success with them. Because he knows in players of the past, right, if you're a good player for Barcelona and you play well, you'll get the minutes and you'll get recognized, right? Barcelona, even though... They're not what they used to be. It's the same argument with United. United isn't United of the past, but they're still a popular club and a really big club too. Yeah, I mean, I think it's what you said earlier um, about, you know, people, like we've been convincing people to come by paying them mm-hmm. exorbitant amount of money, right? Um, a lot more than what they would typically get from other clubs. So that's how we convince them. But I think it's we have to go back and say, hey, we're FC Barcelona. We're one of the best teams in the history of the sport, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we had our moment just like every other top football club there too, right? Um, so I think it goes back to trying to make our or players or future players or uh, and, and, you know, when we're having these talks with, you know, possible uh, new signings to say, hey, you're going to be playing for FC Barcelona, right? And bring that pride back, similar to like how Manchester United, uh, you know, like, when Sir, La- Sir Alex Ferguson left, you know, to me, he's the GOAT, GOAT yeah. manager ever. You know, and I'm biased. Barca, obviously, Pep Guardiola, 
um still saf is the goat to me when he left it was a huge hole and you know manu still hasn't been the same but they're getting there they've improved significantly yeah for sure um so i think it goes back to us instead of overly paying maybe it's time for us to say hey you you should be pride fault to be playing for this club but i mean like if we can get a great signing um to strengthen our defense that'd be great also um i think Longlet has to go at this point right um i don't know i'm 50 50 because i really i like seeing him play in that defense i think him and arayo from what i've seen so far have had a decent partnership and i rate him more than a gerard pk yeah i i don't i didn't want to say it but he's washed he should just be at home and enjoy his beautiful wife and his beautiful family and just relax you know like if okay i'm not gonna lie if i had shakira waiting for me at home and had any excuse to retire by all means be be the breadwinner be my sugar mama let's have a great life together i'm, I'm right? sure they don't need the money that's the, the, for sure yeah, pk made so much money off barcelona she's made god knows how much money off of her album sales good for her beautiful woman beautiful family that's what i'm saying like for a, a pk he's, he's just like kudos to him he still has respect and love for the game but like I said, if I had a Shakira waiting for me at home, I'd retire at any moment. Did not care, bro. Yeah, I mean, if if in a real world, if we can get a Rudiger, then I'd have Rudiger and Arayo, right? But like as as starters, and then if we want to keep Gerard Piquet, you know, obviously El Presidente, um, then you know we keep him on the bench to like help the mm-hmm. uh, younger players, right? And you know, to season them and get them ready. Um, to basically pass the torch to them, right? Yeah, for sure. That's um, why because Chavi is gonna need these the player these kind of players in his locker room. That's when, why when I the also, going gets tough. Yeah, that's why I also mentioned players like a Christensen or yeah. like a Masrawi, good defensive options that you guys might still need. Now going to the midfield, you have a, you have three good options in my opinion for what you might need. Toliso, I think he's just been unfortunate with the um, with the great performances of Kimmich going from being one of the best right backs to being one of the best center mids, right? Kimmich like, is such a smart player. Uh, Fantastic. Tolisso just couldn't get a break. Poor guy, you know? Yeah. So I think he's a great option. Someone who could fit in that Barca team well, who could play more defensive, give uh, Diong or Gavi or Pedri, whoever it is, that more freedom to do more creative creativity to help the attack. Um, or if you want a CDM to replace... Sergio Busquets, who I think was overrated, a little bit overrated, guys. Um, First Jorginho, now now Busquets. Okay, no, I'm not doing this argument with you. I am only arguing with Besmer about this. No one else, okay? So, (laughs) so Sergio Busquets as a replacement. I think Kessie from or Kessie, however you pronounce it, from AC Milan. He's uh, he's up on a contract uh, for contract renewal. He you can get him on a pre contract in January. I think he would be a phenomenal option for Barcelona, in my opinion, because he he doesn't he I mean, he's still a foreign player. So there is still that issue, but he doesn't touch or scathe the South American clause whatsoever. Yeah, he can still be brought in. I don't think his wages would be crazy. He's a phenomenal CDM. Like I'd want him for Manchester United. I wish United would get him. But I think if Barcelona comes into play, it might be a good option for him to go there, too. So, and then my other option is if you want someone who's more attacking, more of a cam, someone who is really good in the press. That's why one thing I think Barcelona misses, someone who who knows the tiki-taka type of football, but who's really good at pressing in the front. I think that's a Jesse Lingard for you guys. I know, hot take. Guys, uh, no one rates Jesse Lingard like I do. I know. 
But listen, we saw what he could do for West Ham. He was absolutely phenomenal for them. He had a he had one of the best six months of his career ever with how well he played for West Ham doing what he did. And sadly at United he just can't get minutes because how do you start over Bruno Fernandez or a Mason Greenwood or a Cristiano Ronaldo or a Marcus Rashford? Like Martial is even getting minutes. How are you gonna get minutes? You know, so it's very tough for him. And I feel bad that he can't get minutes. I think he starts for any other top Premier League side, for any top side in Europe, would love to have him. Yeah, I mean, um, the midfield is a little tricky and that has always been a very hard uh, topic for Barca only because, like, we've just been able to get top midfielders and, like, obviously when Xavi left and, you know, Iniesta, we were like, hey, who can we get to replace them? But you can never. Right, no. similar to how Manchester United, Paul Scholes, right? Yeah, no. Um, you can't, right? Even Xavi Iniesta said that's one of the best midfielders they've ever come up against. Yeah, exactly. And they've played against the likes of like Zidane, Mikel Essien, uh, oh, <laughs> Mikel. <laughs> that, that one's for you, Besmir. Shout out, Besmir. Uh, no, but they've they've played the best of the best, right? Of all their career, and the fact that they say Paul Scholes is up there, I mean, that just goes to show how hard it is to replace someone like him. Yeah. So, like, you know, none of we can't get the next Xavi. We can't get the next Iniesta, right? So, um, the goal should be the next star, right? Um, that's why, like, you know, uh, Pedri or uh, Gavi or you know, what I you know I'd like to see Nico get more playing time, you know. Um, I don't call them that, the next Holy Trinity, you know, of the Xavi, Iniesta, and Busquets, right? I just call that the next thing. The next right. wave of Yeah, players. let them be them. I yeah. know this past, uh, this August, right, um, Anzu Fati got the number 10 jersey, and a lot of people were super happy, and a lot of people were like, hey, he's not ready. It was the same thing with Rashford when he got the number 10, right? It's like... Last person who had it was Wayne Rooney. Do you think he's on that same level? So I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, Fati. so, yeah. And, like, I don't call Anzu Fati the next Messi. Just call him the next Anzu Fati, right? Um, let the, him be the next, him. The next good player for Barcelona, Yeah, exactly. Right? Let him be it the next always, number 10. People forget it wasn't always a Leo Messi. No. It was it was a Ronaldinho. It was yeah. even Brazilian Ronaldo. It was Latan. It was Henri. It was Samuel Eto. Yeah. It was Alexis Sanchez, David Villa, you name it. There's always been the good Luis Suarez, Neymar, yeah, like we always there's had. always been good players. So yeah. I, don't, I don't think they should be held to a certain standard of another player. So I mean, also like I think I think I agree in terms of um, we need someone or some people that to press more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's that was the Pep Guardiola way. We hold and, the ball, and that's and then, why that's why I suggested a Jesse Lingard because yeah, yeah. like. He's good with the ball at his feet. His I think his dribbling ability is phenomenal. I think it's severely underrated because I don't think anyone remembers that Leicester goal he had where he literally dribbled through half of the team. And this is the Leicester that just won the Premier League. Like when they had just dominated the league when everyone else was like not that great, you know. But still, yeah. Jesse Lingard got through that whole entire team just like a ballerina, just dancing around, boom, boom, into the goal. He even had a few great dribbling goals against Arsenal. Like it just goes to show that... He is good with the ball at his feet, which is what Barcelona wants, and he can press phenomenally. Like that's the one. Cre- that's like his one. Huge. Like that's the one thing that managers love about him, which is why every time there's a new manager that comes in, they always consider him and they always want him is because he can press at the front, and that's what everybody. That's what every manager would ideally love from a player, right? Yeah, I mean, Barca, uh, without a doubt, is always known to take possession of the ball, right? Mm-hmm. Like. No, not many teams don't challenge us to, for possession, right? Um, that just the Barcelona way, right? Um, but the issue is when you lose the ball, you need 
we need the players to press hard um, to recover the ball, right? Because we press, we play up high. Um, so the counterattacks, Real Madrid, uh, Jose Mourinho's Real Madrid was notorious for this, is to catch us on the counter with the likes mm-hmm. of Benzema, Gareth Bale, uh, the Gareth Bale legendary uh, uh, goal against us against when he uh, outpaced uh, Mark Barcher, right? That he literally gets pushed outside is like doing a whole entire like you run outpaces him gets on dude to win the final and then we, you're also talking about the likes of a Cristiano Ronaldo you know any any team that has fast players um can counter us really good if we don't press and win the ball back right away yeah. right um so we not only need players that press but that have the pace and that's why Jordi Alba is great is because sure he can he can play up top high but then he, he can also make those quick runs back yeah for sure and then for the attack for free transfer now I've had three options written down I have the young option I have the not old but like he's, middle he, he, no he's in like the range of like 20 to 26 I have someone who is just number 9 will just try to score goals does nothing else but then I also have a vetted well known player who I think fits the Barcelona way Let's hear him. So, I have Inketia from Arsenal. I think if you want to go young, you want someone on the bench who can rotate with the pie or someone to sub on every once in a while to help out the pie. Inketia, I think, is a good player. He can be a finisher. I think I think Arsenal are going to want to capitalize on some money back because they just dropped $150 million this past window just to help fix up the team a little bit. And they're gonna want they're gonna want strikers, and I don't think they really rate Inketia that much. So I think if Barcelona can sweep sweep in for him and get and you know get that advantage, then by all means go do it. And then I have a Kramaric from the Bundesliga. I like Kramaric a lot. I think he's just an out and out, a uh, really good player. I I, I think he can do really well. So I I would say a Kramaric would just be your solid number nine, and would just like slap it out of the park. Do really I well. mean, I think that and and sorry, go on. I say, do you want to hear my third option first? Yeah, yeah. Or let's, do you want no, to no. Let me All let's right. hear the third so option the first. The third option is someone who sadly squandered their career at Juventus. No, I think I know who this is. Paulo Dybala. Yes, I think he would be the perfect fit for that uh, Barcelona attack. If you have him and Depay up top, and you have maybe a Fati or a Dembele, whoever you want, just to help them out a little bit, I think they're okay. Don't worry about anything. I I agree. I mean, Enkete is a good player, um, young player, which I think you know, if we can get for a good price, right? I mean, Arsenal has a leverage. But don't forget, this is the free transfer section. What I mean, like he's gonna he's gonna be up for uh, contract talks in January. Correct. So, like, I mean, like in terms of Arsenal, like they have the leverage. They're not in a financial rut right now, right? Um, And they're and and they're also dealing with other. um, I'm sure he his agent is getting blasted in terms of like hey top football clubs or even uh, not middle like middle size uh clubs that have uh that are able to pay more right Mm -hmm. so if we can get him locked him down and at a good wage price then i think that'll just bolster uh, like bolster the bench Mm -hmm. or just the depth right you also need competition in the squads for any football club out there right if if a Katia comes in who could do what he can do as a winger and a striker I think it would help the team drastically because it happened with Luke Shaw, right? As soon as Manchester United brings in Alex Tellez, who's a great left back in my opinion. When he played for 
When you play in the in the in the I forget I'm forgetting the name of the Portuguese league. Why? I'm actually I'm I'm I, this is gonna take Is it me. like a Liga One or something? No, it's no, gonna, it's Liga gonna One take, is French league. Yeah, yeah, Liga One is French team. Dude, this is gonna take me all day, and then when I remember it later on, I'll be so angry after the podcast. It's gonna be so annoying. But anyways, he played in Portugal. Did really well. Um and we I I've known him to be a very solid player. So as soon as he came into United, Luke Shaw went supernova, right? Yeah. He's had probably the best season he's ever had by far. And I think this Barcelona team, they need competition within themselves 100%. to be playing more. Yeah, I mean, I mean, granted, uh, well, I think when it was under Coleman and even la- uh, end of last season, beginning of this season, uh, uh, Barca, I mean, it, it was rumored, so obviously I don't know 100%. But they were they were training like a quarter of what every other big football club was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Agu- the famous Aguero uh, quote was like, "They don't even have electricity," right? Like as a joke kind of thing. Um, but you know, so we weren't uh, as competitive with one another because why would you, right? The starting eleven was kind of obvious, um, and the depth. You know, there's a huge gap between the young talent and the starting eleven we had last season, right? Um, so uh, we need uh, everyone's position to be um, to, to have competition, right? So that they it's a friendly uh, a battle between the two, three players in that specific position. And then that'll help the team as a whole. We don't have a Messi anymore to, hey, he'll fix all the problems or, hey, he's the go-to guy. We don't have a go-to guy anymore, right? Sure, you can probably lean to like Frankie de Jong and like, you know, Depay and like, you know, a couple of the veterans, but we don't have a guy, give him the ball and he'll do it all for you anymore. Mm-hmm. Dribble through three people or guarantee at least 30 plus goals a season, uh, dozens of different assists and just be man marked two to three t- times, right? Real Madrid didn't have that guy um, anymore after Ronaldo left, but they were able to kind of make it work, right? Um, I'm going to butcher his name. It's like Vinicius or something yeah, like Vinicius that. Junior. He's yeah, He's yeah. been doing really, really good. Very young talent, right? Um, Benzema has picked it up a lot. So, like, sure, Real will always miss Ronaldo. Juve's will, will always... Manchester United will, will, had missed Ronaldo for years, right? I mean... I don't want to say anything too controversial, but we're missing him right now. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not going to get into that now. I'm not going to get into that now, but like, you know, you know, these are the players, you know, Real was able to pick up the slack and like Real doesn't even have a go-to guy anymore. They have go-to teams, right? And that's what we need. So, you know, and and Kenta like that would be great because, you know, Anzu Fati, you know, he, what if he gets hurt, right? Then what are we gonna do? We're gonna pull up a Barca mm-hmm. B squad player that isn't ready for the limelight yet, right? For that spot right now. Yeah, at least someone who's had the, you know, the Premier, some Premier League experience. Yeah, exactly. Some of the Carabao Cup and FA played at Cup, a big something. club. Because like, no offense to the to the La Liga or some of the B side teams, but the competition there is way different than the Premier League expectations for competition, right? That's one credit you can give to these young players sometimes is that. They're playing in very stressful environments of, like, I'm a young guy. This is my time to shine in comparison to sometimes, well, I think I can give to you, you know? So I I think when you when you go for looking for a player and you see a young Premier League guy available, I don't think it's a bad option to have. For Yeah, and, I mean, it also just puts a, um, a light under Anzu Fati, right? Like a fire under him um, to say, hey, like, if you don't perform right. We have this guy. We have this guy. And, like, that's just a healthy competition, right? Yeah. 
like I have nothing against Anzu Fati, and I think he has, he's a great talent. But like, what, what I would like to see is avoid uh, us being complacent, right? With our, our players being complacent, saying, "Hey, I know what well, I'm going to have the spot 100. percent So why train as much, right? Yeah. Who else are they going to turn to? And then once we find that person, then Anzu Fati and everyone else can be like, "Oh, like if I don't do good in training or if I don't do good in this match, like." I could lose my starting spot. Mm-hmm. And then Paulo Dybala, like, he's a great player. And I agree. I think, like, I don't know what exactly happened to him um, with it was Juve just, and all of that. It was injuries and then managers coming in and out and then But even in Argentina's Ronaldo. squad, like, he never even played. Well, Argentina, it's tough, right? Like, the attacking even, yeah. pool is always tough to get yourself in because Messi's guaranteed one spot. Yeah. Aguero was guaranteed one spot, so... Usually, I mean, who, you have who, Di Maria now yeah, too. Yeah, and then Di Maria always who's been in. vital. Um, I mean, I think the Argentina squad now has picked it up. Um, as much as you know, I'm a Messi fan. I don't see them winning the World Cup. No. Um, great uh, dub on the Copa America, but I, I was always shocked to not see DiBala be a bigger part, and especially because he's so he was so young, and I mean, he's still not old. Well, I I think he's like 28, almost 29 yeah. now. Like he's getting up there. He went from a young kid in Palermo finally making a name for himself to just letting his life waste away at Juventus in my opinion his yeah. career is just I mean I would love to see uh, Dybala come to the team as well right and like it's, I said he's available for a free transfer so even if money is an issue right now for Barca that's the thing right now so let's look at this if you're let's say you're in charge of the board you're picking the transfers and you guys didn't buy Ferran Torres because you were thinking smart who do you go for out of everybody? Do you do you do you mix? Do you go for only the ones with money or the free transfers, or do you mix it up? Who is your list of players you're bringing in out of what I just told you? That's yeah, that's hard. Only because like we also have to realize that free transfer or not, we still have a wage cap, right? Yeah. To register any of these players, but that's why, like for example, so a successful sale of all the players we've listed would free us up a lot of space. Assuming we don't absorb some of the wage costs, right? Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to get a Inketa and a Dybala up top, right? Um, maybe a Lingard. I don't know if he'd he'd be able to start in the middle. Because like, my, my, like I said, I would well, like to see... That's the thing, see, right? It's like, I think Lingard gives you more options of whether he's a cam, a right wing, plays... He could, he could play box to box if he needs to. He's a good option. And I think he can find a starting spot there easily because even if you have a Frankie de Jong who's going to be more advanced, a Pedri who maybe plays behind them, and you have a Lingard in that midfield, I think the team benefits a lot. Yeah, I mean, uh, what I'd like to see, and you know, I think Xavi's the right guy for this, is more of our Lama side. There was about points where our starting 11 a couple years ago, when I think it was under either Luis Enrique or Pep Guardiola, around that time was all La Messiah products. Yeah, but I think you need to give that time and for now Correct. Bring in bring in certain players who will help out the team and even for some of the young guys coming in who help them out. Because don't forget Jesse Lingard, he he knows what it's like. He went from being a youth academy player to a starting player for Manchester United to being an international player, right? Yeah. It's it doesn't matter if they're if they're from Spain, if they're from South America Wherever these players are from, these players can relate to. That's what matters the most. Yeah. So, so I, I, okay, I'm going to get off my, my Jesse Lingard agenda, all right? I, I, um, I mean, I'll leave it there. Also, Doliso, 
he's i mean playing at Bayern is no small feat right oh um, yeah if you're good enough for Bayern, you're good enough yeah for exactly him. um and he has that press mentality and like, like he the, can the, press the only reason why he got out like he he's getting benched by Gretzka because Gretzka went from being a stick to yeah i mean but that's with have, you, Bayern. Have, you seen, have you seen the pictures lately he's yeah. that's Bayern. he's one fit man have you seen the so pictures myself. of lewandowski a couple years ago yeah, um I, I think Bayern is like putting the, some drugs into their food and just getting their players just jacked the, the, the like the season before and the season after like as they're getting ready in the summertime like these players are just really really like well main, maintained and they're doing a you know kudos to Bayern they know how to do it um you know uh, to uh Tuliso, I think you know he has the press mentality Bayern does it all the time mm-hmm. um how old is he I don't know if he's even that old uh, I think he's in like the 26 yeah range? yeah so like he, he's he's a perfect like I guess you can put him next to Frankie de Jong right um I, I mean I haven't watched too much of Bayern so to like understand Tuliso how he plays I'm just gonna say my list for you one more time so, so I'm gonna give you a list of players yep so, out of the players with money, who would you take? So, there's defense, Mark Gehi, Verissimo, Chao Henrique, midfield, Kamara, attack, Simeone, or Martial. For free transfer, you have the option of Rudiger, Christensen, Maserawi. Midfield, you have the option of Toliso, Kessier, and Lingard. Attack, you have the option of Enketia, Kramaric, or Dybala. Um, Rudiger, hundred percent. That would be my number one on that list. That that both buy and free. That you the list that you just gave. Okay, me. so that's what I I'm know saying. that's so, not real. So, so I want you to pick one defender, one midfielder, one attacker from the all the list combined. Got you, got you. So I do a Rudiger in defense. Uh huh. Um, I'd go with Toliso in midfield. Okay, okay. And then, I mean, I don't know if he'll fit, but DiBala. I think he's such okay. a great talent. Um. Might not fit the Barca way, but you know, Coutinho. Look at him. You know, great talent. I, but that's the thing. I think he fits the Barca way. I, I think. I, I mean, see, I, I'm I, too I hesitant think, in the beginning I, to I, say I that. I think the Bala and Coutinho both fit the way. It just, just we don't manage them well. They weren't used right. Correct. Now. Correct. Because Fabregas fits Barca's way. It just you're not we, starting over at Xavi or Iniesta. Exactly. Or and like. Yeah, we were putting him in Messi's position, and no offense to Fabregas, but he's not Messi, right? No. Um, and that's not his position. And you saw at Chelsea, you know, what he's been able to do. Yeah. And, and even without Chelsea, you've seen what he's done in Arsenal and in other areas. For sure. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd go with those three. I mean, we're also missing a huge part here, which I don't know if I, how I feel on this, but, like, there's huge talks on Holland, right? Um, but uh, okay, look, I just don't, don't see that happening. Wrong, though it's not happening because I don't. It's either going to be that's a like Bayern, eighty-five million dollars. No, listen, 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 no, it's not even about the money. It's either going to be a Bayern or a City getting him. You guys are not in the running. I mean, Real is. Uh, I mean, Real's not in the running. I'm sorry. There, look, I think we have to get to this point where we live in this. We we you like you and I and some of us us older guys, we live in this mindset of still thinking that Barca and Real are these. Giants, but these players now—they're looking. They're like City, Bayern, like PSG. PSG is uh, running. They're they're better options. For the me the issue here is Bayern is notorious for not spending money. Like but, a, no, they they spend both, if they want to. unless unless it's on a free transfer, right? Like Bayern plays it very very smart. You're not going to see them buying a hundred million dollars on one player mm-hmm. only, right? Um, so I'm I mean I wouldn't be surprised if they got another Dortmund player, right? 
Um, so I'm not, I'm so, not, I totally don't cancel that out. I know there's huge rumors that, you know, you know, our president is very close with, um, Holland's, uh, agent. Yep. So just to wrap this up, guys, real quick, I'm just going to say, Grant, thank you for coming. I really appreciate you. Thank you, you for having me. Have, having you on. And guys, next episode, we're going to be talking about Liverpool and that's all I'm going to leave it at. There's going to be somebody on. Who oh. I, I've been I've been debating on bringing on for a while, but I'm gonna expose you guys to him. Definitely, definitely okay. gonna be the most exciting podcast. I'm not gonna lie, I think I'm gonna have like a whole audience behind the camera just watching. They're gonna be like, much needed, much needed gonna, live they're, audience. They're, they're gonna antagonize 100. So I'll see you guys next week. Grant, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. I hope me. you guys take our words of wisdom for Barca and think they fix it well. So I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you. Peace. Yeah, fine.